You're doing good? Okay. So, um, just to let you know, before I got up here tonight, Alex gave me a really encouraging word. That's Strabes. Um, he gave me a, where's Strabes at tonight? He gave me a super encouraging word. He said, uh, Ben, that flesh tone microphone is no match for your beard. And so, um, I have now the greatest idea in the world that I will, I will, I want a beard one, like that comes with hair. And it's for, like, and so the microphone actually has a gradient to hair. So depending on your level of beardedness, spotchy, whatever, this is just an idea. I'm an inventor. That's why I am today, tonight. No. Uh, so, uh, so we're doing this, this whole talk. I, I am, and I am Ben. That is me. I am Ben. Uh, some other things about me. I am beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I'm also funny because that's made you laugh. So that's part of it too. Uh, but I am—I'm a musician. Uh, I, I've played music for a long time. That's what I did in school, and so I, I love music. I'm a musician. I am—I'm um, a thrift store shopper. Uh, I used found clothing, um, not found. It's turned in, and so you're splitting hairs here with that. But uh, and I am. I am a, I'm a closet Pinterest freak, okay? Let me explain this to you just a second, okay? How many of you guys are very Pinteresting people, okay? So, um, I know, <laughs> Pinteresting, right? Get <laughs> if you ever want a good joy, ask, uh, ask uh, Sydney if she wants to say the word Pinterest for you. So, uh, but, but I love, uh, like, if you look on my profile, this is, and this is just me being 100% honest with you. If you go on my profile, like, you'll see, like, pictures of, like, cool design things, like, you know, like, oh, this guy's, like, super artsy, right? Like, the dude totally likes typography and, like, design stuff, and he's like, that's a cool outfit, super hipster stuff, like, whatever. But, like, but in actuality, uh, I love Pinterest for things like, like, recipes, and, like, and, like, and, like, things like, uh, uh, what did I do the other day? It was like, it was something ridiculous. Like, like, and Patrick knows, like, Patrick, Patrick's at home. He's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, nothing, man. Like, exit out. And like, <laughs> and so, and so, like, I, I, it's like, it's weird because, like, I don't even know why. Like, I just, like, I'm just like, oh, 50 do it yourself crafts. Why not? And so, like, you know, just like look at it and stuff. And I'll like email it to myself because I don't want them to like it. And they're like, what well, has been like? Like, you know, 16 ideas on how to make chocolate chip cookie dough without it being fattening or something. And so, uh, <laughs> That's, that's an insight into my life. Uh, so I'm glad I could share that with you. But we, we are talking about this, this, this idea uh, that I am. Uh, and, and, and last week, Scott did such a great job of, of communicating to us uh, the, the power of this phrase. That it's not just a, a sign of saying, hey, this is something that you are. Even though it is, it's something of saying, hey, listen, like, I, I am this. Like, it's strong. It's profound. I am weak. But the I am in me is strong. At the I am, that, as in the God who said that thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, like that God who said, listen, I am because I am, like that is a, that's a, that's, that's a profound phrase. It's not just he has bad grammar. Like he has, he has intention and purpose with saying that because he was saying to you and to myself, transcending time. He was saying, guess what? When you're going to be in the year 2012, almost 2013, He's saying, listen, you, you and I are going to have some things and issues that we're going to think are bigger than ourselves. But he's the thing is saying, I am bigger. I am, he's the one saying, I am bigger and I am better than those things that you are dealing and struggling with. That I am bigger and I am better than those things that you say that are, are walls or fronts that you put up. That you say, hey, listen, you can't handle this. But he says, no, I am. And so that was kind of our whole perspective last week. Even though that we are the weak vessel, that we are the ones that are weak. 
God, the I am inside of us, is the strong thing that keeps us moving, that keeps us going. And so tonight, uh, in sort of that same area, I want to talk about something tonight. And, and, and here's, here's the goal of tonight. Here's what I would love for you to walk away with, with understanding with tonight. And, and we're, just gonna, we're not going to fancy it up or anything like that. Here's what I want you to understand tonight. I am valuable. That's what tonight's all about. You are valuable. That, that, that what you have to share is, 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 is so huge and so big that I, I want you guys to understand and grasp this tonight, that, that what you are is valuable. We said this truth last week. What I see in myself changes my perspective on everything else. What I see in myself changes my perspective on everything else. That's kind of been our little catchphrase the last couple of weeks. Because here's, here's what we know. If, if you start to change or, 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 or if you start to change the way that you see yourself or value yourself, it will change the way that you see everything and the people around you will change. The way that you see them will change. That's why tonight is so important. And here's what I mean by value. I don't mean when I say you're valuable, I don't, I'm not saying that you're better. That's not, I'm not saying that, I want us to kind of get away from this idea that, that value has something to do with like, hey, you're better than somebody else. Like, one of us can go to somebody else in this room and say, hey, I'm better than you. Like, that's not the point of what tonight is. Tonight is, is, is I want you guys to know tonight that you are valuable. But, but here's, here's the kind of the catch to that. If, if all we do tonight is talk about this idea, and I hope tonight that you walk away encouraged. I hope you do. But if all you do is walk away encouraged and kind of get the warm fuzzies, like, Mm, I'm valuable in God. Like, you know, like, you know, we get this, like, warm and fuzzies of, like, ooh, God loves me, yay. Like, that's, what, that's great, and I want you guys to get those. But if all you have tonight is that, then we've missed the purpose of value. You've missed the biblical view of what value is because it has more than just to do with who you are in yourself. It has way more to do with how you interact with other people as well. It will change that. But there are two ways that we see value and we see value through the lens of what is biblical and what the, what the world sees. And, and, and the world sees value in two ways. I believe this. And if we can kind of dumb it down into two ways. Here's how the world determines value. The world says you are valuable based on what you have. That's what the world says. The world says, hey, listen, you are valuable based upon what you have. What, what do you have? And for some of us, we might say, well, I don't have the best of this. I don't have the best car, or the best clothes, or the best this, or the best that. It doesn't really matter what that is, but you determine value in your life based upon the things and the stuff that you have. And the world looks at your life and says, okay, not that you have the best car, but do you have a car, or do you have clothes, or do you have this, or have that, or, or what do you have? We see value through the, through the idea that, that, that what we have determines our value, our, our contribution. The next way I believe that, that, that the world sees value is this, is what can you do? As in, as in what, what can you do? Like, what can you produce? Like, what are you contributing? That's how the world sees value. The world says, hey, listen, you're only valuable if you can contribute in a positive way. If you can do something, if you can do something, that means that you are valuable. That's how we see value. And for many of us, we might not be able to say, I mean, I'm only in middle school or high school or this or that. I, I can't. I can't do much. But God says, listen, you, you, that doesn't determine your value. That is not a, a determining factor of what makes you important. 
not only what you can produce, but also what can you do for me? That's another way that the world sees value. What can you do for me? And, and, and before we kind of, you know, poke fun at the world and say, that's the way that they see things, not the way that I see things, just look around the people around you and, and, and your friendships and your relationships right now. The reason many of us have so many destructive relationships is because of this last thing. We see people valuable based on what they can do for us. We, we say, listen, like, I, I, you're, you're valuable to me only based upon what I can get from you. If you don't make me happy, boom, we're done. You know, I mean, if you, if you, can't, if you can't do something for me, if you're not contributing to my life, I'm at, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not any value to me at all whatsoever. And our relationships are a big, big piece of that because... We, we, we end up being like these giant, enormous squids that suck the life out of each other. Get that mental picture in your head? Okay, tentacles wrapping around, sucking life. Okay, you get it? Yeah. Okay, so that is like the mental picture I have <laughs> of, of what we do. Of we, just, we just take and we just suck the life out of people because we want everything that they have because we just say, listen, if you don't have anything for me, I just want to take and take. And then when they stop giving, we, like, we break it off. It's done. It's over with. We're through with that person. And on the flip side of that, those of us who, there's some people that, 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 that give into that because we want to feel valuable. We want to feel valuable because of, of us just constantly giving and giving and giving and giving ourselves away. And that's how we get values because we think, hey, listen, if I just make them happier, Man, if I just do things that make things better for them, then I'll be valuable to them. I'll be important to them. But let me tell you something, guys. Things in people cannot be the source of your value. Things in people will never, ever be the source of your value. You cannot get that from your friends. You cannot get it from your girlfriend. You cannot get it from your boyfriend. You cannot get it from anybody except from where the Bible says. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. He's wearing God's word, does it say? I mean, what does the Bible have to say about this idea of value? Where does the Bible, what, what does it have to say about you and how you are valuable to God? So here's our, here's our first little bit. The reason that you are valuable is because you were made. Because you were made. That's why you are valuable. That's one of the reasons why you are valuable. You guys know when you were like little kids and you made that horrible painting when, like, when you were in kindergarten? Like you, you drew like a picture of like your parents and like your mom was a triangle red dress and like your dad was a big circle with a blue and like and your parents like loved it. And they're like, we're going to put this on the fridge. You know, <laughs> and like, because like, like you're the little artist, whatever. And so like to them, like, and that might have been cool for them. And for you, you were like, oh, mom and dad love it. You know, and like that meant something to you. And there was things, and, there's, and I'm sure there's things that you can name like from your childhood that like objects are like, you know, girls, like stuffed animals and stuff. Like, you know, like I've had this teddy bear since I was a kid. Like, you know, like things that have like value, like those like little, little, little things, guys, like a baseball glove, you know, like, like a football, like things like things that we have, have some sort of what we call intrinsic value, like value that's only in that object that, that for, for many of us, like would mean nothing, you know, but to you, it means so much. There's no price tag to it. There's no, it's because personally for you, there's something that you identify with that object. You identify with it in some sort of way, whether that's, you know, the game-winning catch of a baseball game or a football game for a guy. Like, man, I want to take that ball home and put it somewhere so I can remember that time. You know, like something along those lines. 
And, and that, that is valuable to us because we identify ourselves with that object. Uh, when I was in, a, in Alabama, uh, I moved out here in 2007. And uh, before that, I, was, uh, I, was, I went to this church called a Capshaw Baptist Church. And uh, I was there for, for a long time, since I was like 13 years old. And I, I was there... And I, I, I went through the student ministry. I did every, like, I went through, I, I started doing worship when I was there. I started uh, doing student ministry stuff when I was there. And then when I graduated high school, I started working for that church. And um, so the church meant a lot to me. Uh, it was a church I grew up in, I was discipled in. And so I got to plug in after I graduated high school and be a part of that, that staff. And so, um, but uh, after a year of high school, I felt called. I was felt called to come out here to Las Vegas, and so I felt called to be a part of what was God was doing out here. And so that was a big deal for me. And uh, something that everybody did for me uh, when they left was they gave me this guitar. And uh, you can see uh, on the front, there's like all these signatures and stuff, and they, like a bunch of students did this for me just before I left. And you know, for me, like, this is a, <laughs> if anybody knows anything about guitars, this is like the worst brand of guitar you can possibly get. <laughs> like, this is like, I mean, the, the, the value of this guitar is literally nothing. Like, this, this, is, this is worthless. I mean, like, it, it's, it's not even in tune. And so, <laughs> but I, I've, I've it, it's not, it's not the, the, the guitar itself that, that is valuable to me. What's valuable to me is that these students... That and, and many of these kids are doing some incredibly awesome things. And as I'm, I'm looking at this stuff right now, like it's it's crazy. One of the guys' name is Nuki. His name was Nathan Nukem, but we called him Nuki. I don't know why we called him Nuki. <laughs> but but this was something. This is something to me that still means something. It has value to me that I don't want to like. I'm not going to go out and be like on eBay. Hey, who wants a first act guitar? Like no one's you know no one's going to buy this. It has no monetary value but it has value to me. And for you and myself, the reason that you and I have value in God is, is not because we contribute in some sort of way, but because you and I are made and created by him. He identifies with us. Look at Psalm 139, verse 13. And we're going to go through verse 17. It says this, and I'm going to say this slow, but I want you guys to, I want you to understand this. I want you to pretend like, if you've heard this, this scripture before, put on fresh ears and listen to this. It says this, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God. How vast is the sum of them. The reason that you and I have value is because this scripture applies to every single one of us in the room. That you and I are, are fearfully, wonderfully, intricately made, made with such care, made with such craft, that it's not just you weren't thrown together in some ooze of whatever, and God's like, have fun with that. He, he, he made you and created you. This is Ephesians chapter 2. This is verse 10. It says this. For we are his workmanship. Or, or some, some versions might say craftsmanship. 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You and I have value today because you and I were made. You and I were made, we were crafted, we were formed. And God looks at us as not just just things, but things that he identifies with because we are the only creations in all of creation to be looking like him. We are the only things that are made in the image of God. We're the only things that are created like him to have a soul and a spirit and emotions and thoughts and feelings and hearts. And and, and, and all this stuff is all combined and made up to make each, every single one of you so individual, so precise and so special and so unique. You have value because you were made. You were were created. You were manufactured. You You were not just throwing some assembly line of parts and just whatever was, was there was together. But God knew your days before you even knew them, that God had them planned out and ready for you to get on board with him and what he's doing because he says, listen, your, your life is more than just existing. Your life has purpose and meaning because you are valuable. The reason you're also valuable tonight is this, is because you were bought. You were bought. And I know we talked about tonight that, that, that you and I say that, you know, what we said at the beginning, you know, it's not what you have is in the value, the monetary value of, of what you were. But, but here's what I mean by you were bought. In the, in the Bible, we talk about this, this idea that the, the value of something is, is not based upon what it's worth, but what it costs to get it. But what it costs to get. And, and here's what we know tonight is that for you and myself, here's, and, and this is it, the gospel for us is the ultimate banner of value to you and myself. And, and, and we've heard the gospel a thousand times over and over again, but here's what we know, that at great lengths, God went to rescue you and myself from darkness, that, that, that you and I, if we don't have a relationship with God, we are separated from him. As in, as, in as, as far as we can get, we are separated from God. You and I cannot come to God on our own terms. We cannot get to God on our own terms. We are hopeless without him. That, that there is nothing that you and I can do to make that relationship better. That it's, it's completely hopeless. But you and I, here's, but here, God saw that situation. He said, listen, I know, I, I know that you we're separated and I made you for a relationship. I created you. I made you with value and I want that relationship back. And here's what he's saying. He's saying, here's how worth it you are. Here's how worth it you are because I'm willing to take off, go up, get off the throne that, that, that he's on in heaven, that the creator came down to creation, okay? The guys who made you, God, the guy who made you came down came down to his own creation to have life, have breath. And he came down here so that he could, he could live a life. And it wasn't like this happy-go-lucky, you know, Jesus life that he was constantly ridiculed from the day that he was born because he was, he was born to a mother that they didn't know the father to. And even though they said it was Joseph, it was still a, a, a badge of shame for him and his family that he had to do that and he had to walk in that. 
for, the, for his whole life. And so he lived this life constantly being made fun of, constantly ridiculed in this below standard thing because we messed up, because we made the relationship bad. We messed it up. We sinned. We broke the relationship off. And God said, hey, listen, there's, there's this disconnect. And so he came down and he lived his life. And more than just that, man, he, he went to this cross for you and myself. And he went and he bore everything that we would ever do wrong. He looked towards the future and he said, listen, I see every single wrongdoing that you will ever do. I see every mistake, every regret, every shortcoming. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna go to the cross for you. I still see you as worth it. I still see you as valuable. I still see you as, 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 as lovable. That you're not this, this horrible, wretched creature that I, I, I've created you and I value you. Therefore, I will do whatever it takes to get you. He says, I will do whatever it takes to make, you, make sure that you are mine. The God of the universe who made you was willing to do whatever it takes to get you back. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18. says this. It says, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold. He's saying, listen, I, I know that you were, you, were, you, you were ransomed. You were bought because of, your, not because, because of the sinfulness of generations behind you as well as for you. He says, you were, you were ransomed. As in, your debt was paid but not with silver and gold, not with monetary things that perish and go away, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope in God. You and I were ransomed and bought because you and I are valuable to him. Who, who we are, seeing that, that God went to such crazy lengths to get us, shows us that you and I have value. Here's the last thing tonight. It says this. It says, you are sealed. You are sealed. It, it, the, the way that we the way that we say this it kind of in, in in our language you know if if i want to if i want to if i want to buy something big what i do is i put like a down payment on like a car or a house i put i put money down in order to say hey I, i'm buying into this like I, I want this this is kind of something I, i'm into because i don't want to say hey yeah i want to get this house or get this car or whatever but it's something of 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 in our standards of today of immense value i have to put down a payment on it or to say, hey, listen, I'm, I've bought it. And yeah, I want to I do this. The way that God did this is, is unbelievable. In, uh, in Ezekiel 36, verse 26 through 27, it says this. It says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. God says, here's how, here's how you're going to know that you're mine. Here's how you're going to know that I value you. I'm not just going to say, hey, listen, I, I'm going I'm to make you. I'm going I'm to buy you. 
is I'm going to ransom you from, from darkness and bring you to light. Here's what I know. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's my, here's my, 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 my in, the Vegas, in our Vegas terms, here's my all-in thing. I'm putting my spirit inside of you. That is, that is, our, that is our knowledge of knowing, hey, here's how I know that, that my God values me. He didn't just create me. He didn't just buy me to have a relationship with him. He goes way farther and says, hey, listen, that same spirit that Jesus has that had in him, that spirit is also inside of you. That's how you will know. That's how you will know and understand. Here's what uh, 2 Corinthians 1, uh, chapter 21 through 22 says. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and has also put his seal on us and given us a spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. That is our guarantee. That is our, that is our seal of approval from God saying, hey, listen, guess what? Here's how much I love you. More than just buying you back, I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. Second Peter chapter 1 talks about this idea that, man, that God gives us everything, equips us for everything for doing all these godly works, these huge God-sized tasks. If you want to know where your value comes from, it comes from this idea, this truth that, listen, God lives in you. When, when, you, when you are rescued and redeemed and you are transferred from darkness into light and bought by him and you recognize that truth and you come into a relationship with him, guess what he does? He puts his spirit inside of you. God's spirit, the God who made everything. He put his life inside of you and myself as a way of saying, I'm all in with this. I'm not taking it back. I'm not removing it. I'm sealing it as a guarantee and saying, hey, guess what? You have my spirit now. That's how you're going to know that I care about you. That's how you're going to know. That's how we know that we belong. That's how we know that we're his. So I hope tonight, I hope you guys understand that, that listen, man, I want you guys to feel that you are, that you are valuable. But, but here's, here's where it needs to change for us. Here's, because this is something this is I want us to say real quick. Uh, it, it's a slide that says, say what God says, see what God sees. Can you go to that one? Yeah, that one. Let's say this together on the count of three. One, two, three. Say what God says, see what God sees. When you say what God says, you'll start seeing what God sees. When you start saying these things on a regular basis, where your value is not determined by your friends, your girlfriend's relationships, or, your, or, or any other place from your things, your things that have monetary value to you, those things aren't giving you value. Those aren't increasing your value in your life. But the more that you go back to this idea and saying, man, I am made for good works. I am made in him. I am bought with a price. I was worth it when Christ said, hey, listen, I'm going to come down from my throne and buy you back. When he said, listen, I'm going I'm to go even a step further. I'm going to say, hey, guess what? You're sealed. My spirit is in you. That's my guarantee to you that I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. It's because my spirit and my life is in you. When I start saying those things, when my life starts revolving around this idea that God does more than just stand off in the distance and kind of just looks at us like little ants, and I know that my God is so intricately involved with every aspect of my life, and I repeat these things daily, I grow in the knowledge of God, and I grow in the knowledge and start seeing things the way that He starts seeing things. I start seeing situations in my life the way that He sees situations in my life. Not as, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming, but man, what an opportunity for God to work in a huge way. 
I start seeing the disasters in my life as opportunities for God's glory to be seen. I start seeing the people in my life not as just friends that I just hang out with on occasion, but investment opportunities to see God work in a huge way. I see my, my friends around me as people, as missionaries, that we can go reach people and do crazy things for the gospel. When I start saying these things, the value inside of me changes. And because of that, I start living my life differently. This is what we're talking about tonight. We're not talking about simply just walking out of here with the woman fuzzies and saying, okay, good, I feel, I, feel, I feel valued. That's good. But what we're saying tonight is you as a valued individual, as, you, we have now responsibility to go and to take this, this, this message of value to other people. This isn't now just a thing where we just say, I'm, I'm you know, good, I, I feel good about myself because I know that God's made me and bought me and he sealed me. But, but I know that, man, that there are people all around me constantly that have no idea about this thing at all. They have no idea that there is a God who has actually created them intricately and made them. That there is a God who has bought them. That there is a God who has said, hey, listen, when you come into relationship with me, I will seal you and put my, my spirit inside of you as a guarantee that I'm going to be with you. One of the last slides up there says this. It says, valued people value people. Okay? I kind of stole this from somebody. I don't remember where it's from. But, but, but here's, here's what this is. Valued people value people. When you and I start seeing our worth for what it is, when we start changing ourselves, or, 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 or we start getting changed from the inside out by this idea, we start to value people more. And, and, and value people live generously with their time and with their resources with their time, with their resources. Value people live generously with their time and with their resources. I think it's spelled generous. Are generous with their time and their resources. There are people around us that are begging for your time. They're begging for your resources. And when we see that, listen, that, man, because God literally gave up almost everything in order to buy us back, we can give up some time to care for people. When we understand our value, we start seeing that every other person around us, every single person in this room is made the exact same way. And let me tell you, it's super easy to value easy people. People that are easy to get along with, those are people are very, very easy to value. Give them a compliment every now and again, and they're good to go. But listen, the people in your life right now that need value aren't the ones that are already good to go. The ones that need value in your life are the ones that are really hurting. The ones that are mean and are angry. And the ones that are just jerks to you at school. And the ones that are just punks to you. Those are the ones that need to be told this value and saying, hey, listen, I'm willing to give my time, my resources to help somebody else out. Because listen, God gave everything, put it all on the table. He didn't hold anything back. He, He created me. He created me with such precision. That he made you and he bought you. He sacrificed for you. We can make simple sacrifices for the sake of other people and telling them about their value in him. And that this, 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 this seal, this, this promise that God's spirit will live inside of us. And that's the same spirit that is in every single one of us as believers. So here's what I want, I want you guys to do. I want you guys to bow your heads now. For some of you guys tonight,
I mean, you, you, are, you are on board with that 100%. You understand, yeah, I, I get it. I'm valued. I'm, I, I understand that. I'm confident in that. But, but I, don't, I don't know how to, how to do this to my friends. I don't know how to, how, to, how to talk this way to my friends. Here's your prayer tonight. God is the one that lives inside of you and myself. He wants, to, he wants to reach your friends. He wants to do things in you. He wants to value people in your lives more than you do. That's huge. That's awesome. Your prayers let that spirit of God guide you into moving you so that you can value other people. Because if we don't walk out of here seeing others in a better place than when we walked in of here, we haven't got the principle of value yet. We don't see ourselves rightly yet. We have to see ourselves rightly before we can start doing things for other people. So your prayer tonight is this, God, I want your spirit to move in me. If tonight you don't understand this truth, if you don't understand what it means that you were made or that you were bought or that, or that God has sealed you, if you don't understand any of those things tonight, what you're saying is, man, I don't have a relationship with God. I don't, I don't, I don't have this relationship with God where I understand that, man, Christ died for all the awful things that I ever did and ever will do. If you haven't got to that part of it yet, we're going to be praying in the back. Come and talk to one of us. We want to help you and walk you through what it means to begin a relationship with Jesus so that you can have this Spirit of God in you, fill you, and moving you.